Is your joy under or in the Christmas tree? We live in such prosperous times that the presents pile up under the tree. How happy would your Christmas be if there was just one present under the tree for you? I met a couple in Lake Havasu who got married very young. I believe she was just 16. Their first Christmas together, they had very little money. They went to the store and they bought a jar of cherries. That was all that they could afford. How would you feel? How happy would your Christmas be if under the tree for you was just a jar of cherries? Is the prosperity of our time distracting you by what is under the Christmas tree from what is in the Christmas tree? The Christmas tree is a great tradition. It symbolizes so much for us. We use an evergreen tree to picture the eternal life that Jesus gives. We string lights around it because Jesus is the light of the world. We place a star on its very top to remind us of the star that led the wise men to the Savior so that we too would be once again led to the manger. We decorate it with Christian symbols to keep our minds directed at what is really important. Where is your joy? Is it under the tree? Or in the tree? If you were celebrating Christmas in a way that what is under the tree brings you more joy than what the tree is symbolizing, you're doing it wrong. Just as ripe fruit fall to the ground under the tree, the presence that we place under our Christmas trees are to be fruit of the tree. Where is your joy? Today is a chance to reassess and to consider once again why we celebrate Christmas so that we can have true joy. So rejoice with me. Please stand and let us join in the exordium hymn, hymn 142.
Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father through the Christ child. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is written for us in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. There were in the same country shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will, uh, which will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior was born for you. He is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude from the heavenly army, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward mankind. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Now let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they told others the message they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed by what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So far our text, let us pray. Lord Jesus, we have gathered to celebrate your humble birth in Bethlehem. We pray that you would strengthen our faith as we meditate on your word concerning that birth. Reassure us that you are our Savior, that you came to live and die in our place so that our sins are forgiven. We pray that you would fill us with the joy and peace that only your forgiveness can give us. May your peace change us so that we would be empowered to love one another. To these ends, sanctify us through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the Holy Child, Jesus the Christ, dear fellow redeemed. What did the shepherds find when they went to the manger that night, they found what they had been told. A baby boy wrapped in cloths. You this morning have the opportunity to travel with them to the manger. What will you find? And how will it change you? Dietrich Bonhoeffer, in a devotion for Christmas Day, wrote this. We cannot approach the manger of the Christ child 
in the same way we approach the cradle of another child. Rather, when we go to his manger, something happens and we cannot leave it again unless we have been judged or redeemed. Here we must either collapse or know the mercy of God directed toward us. What will you find in the manger? As we look at that question this morning, we're going to focus on two different points. Two different things that you will find in the manger. The first is God's glory. And the second, great joy. Finding God's glory. How would you feel in the presence of God? There's a very popular thought in our society today that God is like some grandfather up in heaven. Someone that you can cuddle up to when you need a hug. Maybe give his beard a tug. He's going to help you when you need, but he's only going to be kind and good towards you. That isn't a complete view. Putting the best construction on it. That is not a complete view of God. If you want to see the complete view of God, look to the shepherds. We're told that an angel of the Lord appeared to them and that the glory of the Lord shone around them. Now, whether this was God Himself, the angel of the Lord, or simply an angel reflecting God's glory, notice the response. We love it when the kids in the Christmas program declare, and they were terrified. How would you do in the presence of God? Will you fare any better than the shepherds? No. You won't. Because the shepherds were inflicted with the same thing that you are. The very thing that caused them to be terrified in the presence of God's, one of God's holy angels would also strike you. It's sin. The shepherds were terrified because they were unholy and they were in the presence of a holy being. You too are unholy. You have sinned against God in thought, word, and deed. You would be terrified too. In fact, that is how all unholy creatures would behave in the presence of holiness. And they were terrified is a warning to all of humanity about the glory of God. It strikes fear into the hearts of sinners. 
So how then can we have any hope of coming into the presence of God? How can we have any hope of seeing His glory one day? Well, it depends on through whom you're approaching God. Those who come to God through the manger can come into the presence of God's glory. In fact, whether they knew it or not, that's what the shepherds did that day. Because God wants a relationship with humanity, God clothed His glory in human flesh so that He could be approached. Do you think that the shepherds had any fear as they approached the manger that day? They were probably filled with wonder and awe because of the message. But looking at the baby Jesus there that day, do you think He struck any fear into their hearts? And yet they were in the presence of the glory of God. The glory clothed in human flesh. That baby in a manger is a sign to you that God wants to be in a relationship with you. That He wants you to be able to come into His glory. But you can only do it through the Christ child. If you approach God in any other way, you will receive the results that the shepherds received in the field. Succumb to the manger. Come to it not just to see the wonderful things that God has done, but come to it so that you can enter God's glory and receive the joy that Jesus gives. We're told that the shepherds were amazed. And that after going to the manger, they praised God because of the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The angel had said to them, Don't be afraid. I've got good news of great joy for you. The shepherds ended that night knowing and believing that what the angel had said was true. That God had great joy for them because a Savior was born. If you were to put up your Christmas tree and there were no presents under it, would you even want to put it up? We connect our Christmas tree so closely with the presents that if there are no presents, then why put it up? Well, one of your answers may be, it's our tradition. 
Even if we've got no presents, it's the tradition. We should put it up anyway. Why do you come to church on Christmas morning? Is it just tradition? Is that what Christmas is for you? It's just what we do on the 25th of December every year? We come to church. If your actions today are driven purely by tradition, if you are sitting here because it's what your parents made you do, if you are just continuing what your parents taught you to do, you are emptying Christmas of its meaning. Christmas isn't about tradition. It's about salvation. Today, in the town of David, a Savior was born to you. He is Christ the Lord. That's what Christmas is about. That a Savior has been born to you. That God intervened miraculously in your destiny. By sending His own Son to live and die as your Savior. God became flesh so that He could live the perfect life that God's law demands. And then He could die the death that God's law demands because of our sins. And because Jesus did that, He is your Savior. That's the good news of Christmas. It's not that a baby has been born. It's not even that a baby has been miraculously born. It's that the Savior was born. Your Savior. God doesn't want you leaving here today without seeing and believing that Jesus is your Savior from sin. That He was lying in that manger for you. That throughout the 30-odd years of His life, He successfully carried God's law in your place because you could not. And that when He stretched out His arms on the cross to be pinned, He was doing it for you. And He suffered and died for the guilty things that you have done. So that through His life, death, and resurrection, all of your sins are forgiven that God can now proclaim to you the wonderful news that you will one day be in His glory in heaven. That's the joy of Christmas. A Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. So come, 
to the manger? What will you find? One offer is right. You're either going to be judged or redeemed. You're either going to be terrified like the shepherds first were in the field. Or you're going to be filled with joy as they were when they beheld the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in the manger. He is either your judge or your redeemer. They are the only two options. May you see and believe that He is your Redeemer. That He has paid for your sins so that one day you can be with Him in heaven. That is Jesus' gift to you this Christmas. To Him be the glory, now and forever. Amen. Please stand for the blessing. And now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.